Welcome back in, 9 o'clock hour. Thanks for listening to us, DJ and PK. DJ is off today. I'm PK. Coming up next, we have Eric Woodyard from the Desert News, and he comes to us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Let me tell you about the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off a redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Eric, good morning. How the heck are you, buddy? What's up, man? Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know, a lot of stuff I wanted to hit you with. I read your piece on Carlos Boozer. Uh, very interesting. Set up the background. How? Uh, give us some background on that. It's how that came about. Uh, you know, they announced Ice Cube and uh, Victory announced that they'd be coming here and uh, looked at some of the former jazz guys. I thought would be cool to possibly try to get in touch with. Made some calls, man. And uh, long story short, we got a we got a setup with, with Bulls. I thought it would be cool to get his perspective. Get his perspective in Utah. Um, I had never really saw him really touch on that, so I thought it'd be be cool to, to talk, man. And then uh, you know that's. Kind of what you saw is what I got from it. Yeah, he was a somewhat of a lightning rod when he was here, you know, because he played well, but he was injured and spent a lot of time not uh, in uniform. And he, obviously, he's following somebody like Carl Malone and those guys who never missed a game. But uh, he left here not under the best of terms, but he's always been willing, when asked about Salt Lake, to say this is a pretty good place. And how big of a deal do you think that is? And you come from Michigan. You're an African-American. I don't know what you knew about Salt Lake. And you got somebody like Boozer who basically is saying, hey, this is a place where you can be pretty good and be happy. Uh, I'm not sure, man. I mean, you know, he's from Alaska, so, um, you know, it's not really like he grew up in inner city. Right. And I'm not sure, you know, uh, as far as what people think about him, you know, uh, as far as, you know, this current generation. So I'm not sure what it means. I know for, as far as me listening to the interview, I was, you know, I, I think it's enlightening for fans, but as far as players, I'm not sure how much of an impact it has on current players, you know, even though he was an all-star and all this and that, but I'm honestly not sure, you know, but it, it was yeah. cool to hear him say that, but I'm just not sure what effects it, what effect it has on current free agents. I'm just not sure about that. Well, I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks as far as that goes. Um, but I like to think, and it's easy for me to say, cause I'm not in that position, I'm not traveling to a place when I walk around town. I look like just everybody look like everybody else does around here, or most folks folks anyway. But I like to think that the NBA player has a sophistication today, and can get past some stereotype and see for himself and his family's sake, and they can see for themselves. So, given the fact you got a kid like Donovan Mitchell, who's an electric player with a very charismatic personality, and you come in here, you're going to be playing on a good team that has all sorts of stability, unlike, say, for example, the Lakers. How attractive do you think that potential free agents would be in terms of looking here as far as continuing their basketball career this summer? I definitely think Donovan has an impact. Um, I think he's kind of changing the culture here a little bit. You know, now he's a current guy, so, you know, he can – he's connected, well-connected through his agents and CAA. Um, he, he's out uh, politicking. You know, he's, he's he's in all the events. Um, I think that has more of an effect, you know, than um, probably what Boozer is saying. But, yeah, I definitely think Donovan plays a role. and He's kind of changing the culture out here a little bit. But I think it's going um, – you know, we'll see what happens, man. Honestly, you know, I think it's still that stigma for whatever reason. Um out here, but I think Donovan is helping change that. Eric Woodyard of Deseret News covers the Jazz for that newspaper. Uh, right at the end of the season, there when the, the when Dennis Lindsay gets up on the podium, he says that you know we're close. 
not that far away. We're good, not great, and we're close. How close do you think they are? I think they're, you know, they're they're very close. I mean, it also depends on what happens with the other teams. I mean, Golden State is as long as that team is in place. Um, I think they're the most talented team, and they're going to be a favorite to win the championship. So there's going to be some factors of how close they are. You know, if uh, if they do make a move this off season, if how how much Donovan improves, how much Gobert improves, um, how you know how team how other teams shape up as well. I think it's going to really really uh, factor in. You know how close this Jazz team is, but they definitely have to try to make a move this offseason and get somebody in and hopefully that person gels and, and, and mix in. But I think they're a player or two away, honestly. I don't think they're far away. Um, back-to-back 50-win seasons. Um, well, no, back-to-back almost 50-win seasons. But, yeah, I think I think they're very close, man. They're very close. Who do you like that you think can make a big difference? And, even, and, and I mean, obviously, let's, let's not go with Clay Thompson and Durant and, and uh, yeah, right. Leonard. I mean, we'll put those guys aside because any team they go to, they're going to make a big difference. We understand that. But more, yeah, yeah. more realistic as far as who can make a difference. I think, you know, people are talking a lot about D'Angelo Russell and they don't like him here or whatever. You know, I've been saying that on Twitter a little bit but because of his inefficiency, but I think he'll be a great fit out here, man. I think that backcourt of him and Donovan would be great. I think uh, the player development here would, would uh, bring him along greatly. Um, he's a young kid, man. I think uh, still in a position to grow. I think he'll be great out here. I think Tobias Harris would be great out here. And it also depends on what they have to give up, you know, as well. So uh, I think both of those guys would be good good fits out here. Tobias Harris, uh, like I said, uh, D'Angelo Russell, man, those would be some good fits out here. Yeah, I would think so. Uh What'd you think of the Ricky Rubio news as far as him saying and they don't think that the Jazz will have him as a priority? To me, it wasn't a surprise and it is actually logical. Yeah, I wasn't really shocked by that. And I'm not sure if they actually told him that or not or if he just taking a logical guess behind it. But I wasn't shocked by it. I think he's pretty much been mentally um, clocked out of here since the trade deadline when his name has been in those rumors. Um, it seemed like his his, uh, his commitment you know, to – the front office hasn't been the same. You know, as far as his teammates and playing hard, I never questioned that. But just once he heard his name in those trade rumors, you can see that it affected him. So I think ever since then, he's kind of felt that way. And I wasn't really shocked by it, honestly. But the crazy thing would be if they don't get nobody in, then what do they do moving forward? Because I don't, I mean, would, would Ricky still want to stay here? Or, you know, what's the, what would happen if they don't get anybody? So that that's pretty much what I want to see, you know, what happens if nothing happens. So, yeah, that'd be, that'd be something to watch out for. But I wasn't really shocked by those comments at all. Well, Eric, Eric Woody, Deseret News, joining us. You need to strike that from the record. What would happen <laughs> if they don't get anybody? That would man. be that'd be worst-case scenario, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be the worst-case scenario. I'm not sure, man. I'm not in the front office. That's why I'm not getting paid the big bucks. But, <laughs> man, that would be crazy. You know, it would be definitely crazy, man, if they don't get nobody. I mean, because they would have to rely on Howell Neto and Dante Exum and, you know, possibly move Donovan a point guard. Maybe move, maybe move Rush in the starting lineup. I'm not sure, you know, but that would be that would be crazy to think that nobody comes. So we saw Royce O'Neal, an interesting guy that you bring up because, you know, he got some playing time obviously, and then when some guys get hurt, he would slide in there and seem to play well. And I thought he had a good playoff certainly against Houston. I, I don't want to go crazy and say he's on the verge of a breakout. You know, I think of like a D'Angelo Russell after he got moved from the Lakers and moves over to the Nets, took him a bit, but then the second year, it's like, okay, he, he had a pretty good season, a pretty good breakout season. I can't go that far, but 
I was intrigued the way he ended his season. What do you think he, he's got in him as far as being a little bit more of a player for this team? Yeah, I, th- I definitely think he's uh, he's on the cusp of, uh, like you say, not not a D'Angelo Russell-type breakout, most improved player-type year, but I think he can possibly become a double-digit scorer, you know, maybe a 10-point, five-rebound guy, uh, five-rebound-a-night guy. And, I mean, we saw what he can do defensively to both playoffs, you know, versus James Harden and uh, some of the elite defenders in the league. I think it's uh, just about him getting the opportunity and playing consistent minutes and staying focused and locked in. Um, I think he's a he's almost a starter, you know, uh, pretty much for a lot of teams I mean, with the things that he can do, you know, how long he is and his defensive ability. So I think he is on a, on a verge of a breakout year. He's already started back working out, which is a good sign. Um, he's committed to his craft. So I, I definitely think this will be a big season if he's given an opportunity to play uh, more minutes throughout the regular season. Just nothing with frustration as far as Exum. Just, you know, so unfortunate. We want to see him play, but he goes down, he shows flashes. How much more time do you give him? Man, that's uh, that's a tough one, man, because it's like I get the position that the Jazz are in. They've invested all this money and time into him. And if he goes somewhere and breaks out, they would probably feel like, you know, they put all that work in for nothing. But at some point, man, you got to get something in return. And I mean, the best uh, the best uh, resource is being available. So, I mean, he hasn't been available, so I mean, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure how much if I was in the front office, you know, how much more time I would uh, wait, you know. But once again, I'm not in the front office. But uh, yeah, man, that's a, that's a tough situation to be in, man. I mean, investing all that money into this guy, he, it's been unfortunate how much how much he's gotten hurt, you know, uh, off things that he can't even control. So yeah, I'm not sure, man. I'm really, really not sure who he even take on that that project or that risk as well. I mean, they, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. Eric Woodyard of Desert News joining us. You know, obviously favors in his limited minutes, playing extremely well. You can make a case, a great case, actually, as best backup center. Uh, but it seems like, you know, he deserves more. What type of market do you think there's going to be for this man? Because he's highly skilled. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. Because, I mean, um, the way the game is going, you know, they want a lot of stretch forwards. I mean, I know he's working on his game to become that. But I think he fits perfectly in what the Jazz are doing, but... You know how much, you know he's a human being. He's gonna want more of an opportunity. Twenty yeah. minutes a night not right. gonna be enough for him. Right. Um. Yeah, man, that's, that's another tough situation that the Jazz are gonna have to think about. But I mean, like you say, he's one of the best backup big men in the league. Guy is highly effective, highly skilled. Um, kind of a throwback guy. You know, how he can operate under the basket and play defense. Um, whoever he, wherever he goes, he's gonna be a great addition. I feel like. Now you follow the NBA and you love it. I'm gonna ask you to pretend that you're a GM. Doesn't necessarily have to be for the Jazz, but we'll use them as an mm-hmm. example. So you're not counting in what would the Jazz do. I'm not asking you what would the Jazz do. I'm asking what you would do. And we all it's all fun we're all always fun to play GM, you know, and we don't have any consequence. Right. So would right. you make a move for a very good but older, somewhat injury prone, highly compensated Mike Conley. Would I make a deal for that? Yeah, I, I would for sure, man. I mean, it's almost, I'm not going to say now or never, but I mean, they're in a position, like you said, they're like that one player away. So I would at least give it a try uh, and see what happens. I mean, I think he has a couple more years left on his contract. I'm, I don't have a contract right now. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would try it out and, and test it out, man. I mean, the guy is so highly skilled, man. He's so poised. He's efficient. Putting him next to Donovan, I think that would be a great backup, man. Uh, I think it would be a great situation. 
Um, I think he would love Utah. I mean, because it seemed like he's at a point in his career where he's not really out partying and right. um, engaged in things like that. He seems like a jazz culture guy. You know, he likes to do a lot in the community. Yeah, um, he's been up for community awards. Well, yeah, I, I would, I would take the risk, man. Why not? Yeah. Okay. All right. Tell us what it's like in the coming weeks for a beat guy working for a newspaper when you have the draft and then all this free agency because. We're in a little bit of a slow period, but in the next week or two, for the following three or four weeks, it's really going to pick up. So give us a little insight into what your life is going to be as far as working. Man, you constantly stand by your phone. <laughs> That's number one, man, keeping your phone um, by your side at all times. Um, um, this season, opportunity calling sources, you know, trying to stay in the midst of everything, any media availabilities being there. Um, it's just, just pretty – I mean, I, I kind of – take the same approach, you know, all season long. So it's not really like I have to do really much more. But, I mean, that's kind of like the daily daily anyway. Even when it seems slow, things can pick up so fast. Yeah, so, yeah just stand by your phone all the time, man, waiting for every every media opportunity available, reaching out to sources, just trying to stay in the midst of what other people are reporting as well. And just trying to stay on top of everything. I and mean, I don't really, like, try to put no more extra emphasis on anything than I would, you know, whether it's a slow period or a fast period. I think that's how I – keep everything even keel, you know, just kind of keeping the same approach uh, season long. Well, it's better than not being busy, so thanks for joining us, and uh, <laughs> we'll look forward to reading your stuff in the coming weeks because it certainly should be a fun time to be a Jazz fan. Thanks a lot, Eric. Man, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me.